In studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engine. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Gentlemen, start your engines! Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg and, uh, What'd you say about cardboard cutouts just now? Uh, I think we're going to have to get us a couple of uh, Ronnie and Greg. You know, I was watching a ball game here the other night, and uh, they had these people sitting in the stands behind them. There's all cardboard people. <laughs> and I started laughing, and then you called me and told me that Greg wasn't going to make it today. So uh, I said, well, I'll come up with an idea. You know, I've got one of them stand-ups of Junior Johnson and Bill Elliott. I've got a Jeff Bodine up in the attic. Yep. And I've got it sitting here. We'll come in here and bring him in here so that, you know, I'm I'm one of the people that they've got to look at somebody when they're talking. Yeah. Well, and uh, we'll be looking at each other today. Uh, yes, we will. Yeah, we're a little, uh, got a lot of, a couple of vacancies here today. Um, Ronnie, of course, uh, he's going to stay out till uh, they get a, a vaccine. So he might not be back for quite a while. And uh, But, Ronnie, you're part of the show, and you feel free to call in whenever you want to. And Greg's under the weather today, and, uh, in fact, he might be under the weather for a couple of weeks. We'll try to get him back next week. He sort of, we'll call it day-to-day, but for our intents and purposes, it's week-to-week. And, uh, actually, I'm not sure about Nelson. So, uh, I texted him to see if he was going to be able to call in. So, uh, there's a... there's some casualties, and hopefully everybody will be back. But uh, Alan and I are here. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. Been a little warm out there, but at least uh, not getting a race car ready. We're still working on our place down there at Lake Greenwood and uh, fixing to wind this thing up. Try to get our inspection this week. And uh, once that is, I'm going to get back started on them race cars. Well, from what you were telling me out there in the lobby, they, there wouldn't be much reason to head for Gaffney anyway, would there? Uh, no, Cherokee Speedway is going to take this weekend off. They're going to do a lot of prep work on the racetrack. Uh, last couple of weeks over our racetracks, my, my daddy used to say it's a cornfield. <laughs> <laughs> so they uh hauling in some new clay over at Cherokee Speedway, and they taking this weekend off to really try to work it in and uh, make things better over there for... You know, I ain't going to say make it smoother, but it is a dirt track. Yeah. Well, uh, they hope they get the right combination of dirt and clay and soap suds and everything it's, to it's, get it's it right. Mo- it's mostly it's <laughs> mostly rig clay and soap suds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it still blows my mind. Yeah, yeah well, we got a lot of action. Um, had a lot last week, and we got more this week, and we're going to cover everything. We got a really, really good special guest, and it was one of my... Uh, um, favorites from last year. Uh, Greg did line us up a good one before he uh, uh, took ill, and that's Johnny Rutherford, three-time Indianapolis 500 champion, and he's going to um, join us at 11 o'clock because he's in another time zone, and that's the way they arranged it, so that's fine. 
and we will just have to see uh uh kind of juggle the show around here on the fly we can uh, you can do your part anytime and yeah i got my five reams of paper over here i can start reading and get done in about two hours so uh we won't have any lack of uh, stuff to talk about. Yep. Seen on news this week where India is not going to let fans in. So, uh, oh, I didn't see that. Yes, I've seen that. Well, I know that probably disappoints not only a lot of hundreds of thousands of people, but Roger Penske, too, because he really wanted the fans there. Well, wanting fans at the racetracks, and, you know, you see how many years Indy has been, and like another thing this week, news announced that South Carolina is not going to get to play Clemson. No, it's a so that's a hundred over a hundred and what something year tradition. Nineteen oh eight, I think something like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, somebody was trying to work it out though, and I don't know how they could have done that, but it, they're not going to work well, it out. A- ACC worked it out. Just SEC didn't work it out. Right. Well, and, you know, and it's uh, it is a shame. Um, I mean, let's face it, it probably would have been another loss for Carolina, but maybe not. I mean, they were going to go ahead and play the game and see what happens. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm off. I'm off for the game. I don't, don't shy away from it. Did you see who South Carolina picked up? Uh, they assigned them uh, Auburn and Mississippi yesterday, which Mississippi yeah. doesn't bother me too much, although they got a brand-new coach. Uh, and uh, But we... Never been able to beat Auburn. We can beat them in basketball and baseball, but I, I, I can't remember us ever beating them in football. I know the only time they went to the SEC championship game, they run up against Cam Newton. So, yeah, it's. Uh, but anyway, yep, yeah, looks like going to try to play football, and I've heard a bunch of people say uh, they're just not going to make it. I mean, there's just no way they could bump into each other. Or, and such a violent contact sport and, and make it a full season. But I, I guess we'll see. Well, it's kind of not like racing where they can have them all on TV at one time. You know, we have all 40 teams out there racing up underneath yeah. one, one TV camera. So uh, something about this football, you know, they 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 mostly got to having fans in the stands to be able to make a profit or, you know. From what I understand, uh, the Southern Conference is going to decide next week whether they're going to have a season. And, you know, they're headquartered right over here next to uh, next to Bud Moore's old garage in the, in the mill. And, uh, of course, that, that that's Wofford and Furman and, you know, Citadel. Three yep. schools in the state right there that uh, have their football seasons hanging in the balance. So, uh, and, you know, a lot of these schools um, losing that big payday. That's the biggest thing. They, they you know, they, you know, Wofford and well, just for instance, Wofford playing Clemson in South Carolina. They they count on that money, you know, for for finance and other things. And uh, but it's like I I heard some guy say it's been a while back. I think it was a Colin Cowherd, but he was right. He said, you know, it's not Ohio State to make uh, Ohio State's uh, responsibility to make sure Bowling Green has a football season. Yep. You know, or, you know, can stay financially viable. So, he's right about that. That's just the way it's going to turn out. And uh, and talking about money, uh, seen this week where we had a winner last week in Lanny. Lanny won one. With a Brad Keselowski deal. And I heard this week that he has re-signed up with Pinsky for another year. So, uh, just one? He just won. Okay. Just well, one. Lanny tried to sign him up for another race this morning, and I, I said, "Okay, Lanny, you can have him this week, but you don't get to pick first every week." So, uh, Lanny, that's a 
that's a rule I guess I forgot to explain to you because I don't I just always just pops into my head. Sometimes I go first, and sometimes I say, well, Alan, who, we, you know, I, there's no rhyme or reason, but nobody goes first every week, so well, nothing gonna, against we're it. We're going to make a rule where if you win the week before, you get last pick of this next week. Well, uh, I mean, that's... Uh, but the thing about it is, uh, Nelson and I have been fighting over Keselowski for about three years, or maybe, you know, so... Let some new guy start playing. I don't mean to call you a new guy, Lanny, yeah. but you let him start playing, and he, he wants him every week, and I don't blame him. Well, but uh, Keselowski's at home this week in Michigan because that's where he's from, and I glanced at the Spartanburg Herald this morning, and uh, that was the big art. One of the main articles on the sports page was uh, Keselowski wants to win at home, and uh, we'll get into the schedule and everything in a little bit, but he's got two cracks at it because they run a double header. They got one today and they got one tomorrow. So uh, I think after this week, did I did I say it right last week? Uh, they, they're about synced up with the schedule. Well, I used to have a fellow that used to call me every Sunday morning. Used to run a fat man's grill up there at Lake Bowen, Arlen Johnson, and he'd want to bet on the race, and I'd let him go first, and he'd always take Kyle Bush. Well, the, my next pick was Kevin Harvick. The next time, he, I said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You don't get two picks in a row. So the next time, I said, well, I get to go first. I'd take Martin Truex. So I'd have the four car and have Truex. And then he'd have to pick either like a Joy Logano or somebody like that. But, boy, there's one race there. I think it was Indianapolis where Kyle Busch and Truex took each other out. I called him up and I died <laughs> laughing. He said, I'm not going to pay you. I'm not going to pay you. My drivers took each other out. Boy, we, hey, I told him, I said, you are going to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> While we're talking about Lanning, let me go ahead and thank him like I do every week, though, for all he does for us with the uh, maintaining the Budmore Engineering website and our Facebook page and our um, uh, the podcast, which I listen to every week. And, you know, in fact, I listen to it, of course, I listened to it. I don't think I got to it till Tuesday this week. And then yesterday, I listened to last year's interview with Johnny Rutherford so we wouldn't cover the same ground twice. Okay. So, uh, anyway, that should be interesting. Johnny's uh, very articulate and doesn't sound like he's 83 years old. And I know he's going to start getting real busy probably uh, in the next couple of weeks because Indy is coming up on the 23rd of August. A um, couple of other... Uh, Notes and, and this one, I don't know if you heard this one, and it kind of it disappointed me. But you know, they put another chicane at Daytona coming off the fourth turn between the fourth turn and the finish line. Which, I mean, you got one at the end of the back stretch to slow them down, and they would come all the way through three and four and cross the finish line and uh, and then peel off back into the infield. But now they stuck another chicane between the fourth turn and the finish line, and I, I think that sucks. Well, you see what the chicane did up there at Charlotte Speedway. I mean, them, these drivers, they're not used to this deal. And don't get me wrong, I ain't going to say the cars are not. You know, it's a little bit different when you have, the, like, the Formula One cars and stuff like that. And my brother's uh, division, IMSA, and stuff like that, where you do have the tires and the suspension, which is going to be something that NASCAR is going to come up with next year. It's independent rear suspension. and uh, But these old cars, these old 9-inch Ford solid axle rear ends, they just don't want to give and turn like 
these other cars do. So uh, this will be an interesting race at Daytona. Well, I mean, but they've been running it that uh, road course. I don't know if they ran it in 59 when the track opened, but I know they ran it in 60 because Gurney won the race. And uh, so they've been running for, what's that, 50, 61 years without necessarily having to have another chicane on the front side of the track. And I just, you know, leave it alone. I mean, I, I wonder, I didn't find out what the reasoning for that was. Maybe maybe Mike was aware of it and he can tell you later or text us or something or call in. In fact, anybody's welcome to call in at the, uh, um, the phone line here. In fact, we probably got a lot of time to talk today, but it's 864-468-1400 if you want to call in. And, um, but I just, you know, I, I don't know why they do it. Another, uh, you mentioned that Keselowski re-upped for a year, which, I mean, I would have thought they'd have gone more than a year. But anyway, I don't blame him. I, I don't think I'd rather, I can't think of any place I'd rather be. Uh, I mean, there's some other good teams out there. Stuart Haas and, and right. Hendrick and Childress has got a little hot here lately, but I'd rather be at Penske than anywhere. Well, you're looking at Penske, and we go into the four four corner independent rear suspension, and who else has already got Indy yeah, cars? Right, and uh, and uh, you got you got Roger Penske, and you got Chip Canazzi, and the WeatherTech series. Yeah, that have those. Well, see, I'm, well, they got the, they got it, but you already got these two team owners that are in NASCAR yeah. that have already deal with the engineering as far as the four corners. Of independent rear suspension. So, I ain't going to say they're going to have an advantage over the teams like Hendricks, Roush, and the teams that don't have this many different, you know, divisions of uh, mm-hmm. cars racing. Yeah. So, uh, these boys is already used to this as far as Indy cars. Yeah. And uh, that's going to be a that's gonna be a little bit of an advantage for them. Well, be that as it may, I think I'd... I think I'd like to drive for the guy with the deepest pockets. And I don't know if anybody's got deeper pockets than Roger Penske. He's got some deep pockets. You're exactly right. And uh, that's one reason. He got them that way. Yeah. <laughs> Smart fella. <laughs> yeah. He, well, yeah, he's, he uh, is. And uh, um, other little bit of news here. I saw where the uh, the 95 team, the Levine family racing team, sold it. They're going to continue through the rest of the year. And... Um, they didn't announce who the buyer is. They said, well, that's up for them to announce. Uh, we just, uh, I'm trying to look here to see who that the driver is. It's at uh, number 95. Who is that car? He's doing good. It was D. Benedetto, but the guy they got in there is doing quite well. Christopher Bell. Bell. Christopher Bell. Christopher Bell has been having some good yep. finishes. So, uh, so that team got sold. And Eric Jones is out at Gibbs. The number 20 car, which um, I think that surprised him. He's, uh, of course, finishing out the year. And I even saw some wacky article someplace yesterday about him being a possible replacement for Jimmy Johnson, which to me is insane. I mean, uh, I, I, he, he's, he won Daytona, the July race one time, and uh, he won Darlington. He won the Southern 500. Uh, Might have been last year. Very recently. And you, but he didn't win often enough. And you noticed a lot of times, once the driver gets his first year with a team, or his first team, not first year, but his first team, and then he actually gets kicked out 
and he goes to a different team, that's whenever he starts, I ain't going to say getting hungry, but really gets into the program. You look at Joey Logano. Whenever, mm-hmm. he was, whenever he was over there, now he moved over to Penske, and now he's done one championship and stuff. Yeah. You know, at one time, they was talking about his best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. That's well, what they used to call him, sliced bread. His, his first team owner didn't think so, so he relieved him, and then whenever he went to the other team, he did start, you know, get, I ain't going to say get up on the steering wheel and start driving, but that's part of it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, it's what they call, I guess this is about as good a time as any for silly season. So uh, it started getting silly this week with all that. By the way, as far as the Levine family, um, I didn't realize they were based by uh, based on a construction, the construction industry that the Levine family is involved in. And they said closing down or selling the team, it's not closing down, it's being sold, is 100% a result of the COVID-19 uh, pandemic because it's just the construction uh, that they, I guess, had planned to do. A lot of it fell through and and uh, obviously they weren't self-sufficient just through the racing that they had to have the construction and it's... Uh, and they made no bones about it that the pandemic, they are a victim of that. So uh, I guess they'll be announcing a new owner soon. That they talked about how uh, they listed their drivers, and I couldn't even remember some of them. Uh, and uh, and they had been started with Chevy and went to Ford or the other way around, and now they're with Toyota. So I guess it remains to be seen with the new owners, whoever that is, um, and who their driver will be. So, I mean, that's a pretty good team. They're aligned with Gibbs. So uh, it's sort of like the Gibbs fourth satellite team. So um, we'll see how that all shakes out. Sort of like, uh, sort of like the the seventy eight car used to be when it was out in Denver. Denver with uh, yeah. All right. Well, it's time for the first break, and uh, when we come back, we'll figure out something to talk about. I think I'll do some of my results when we get back, and uh, unless you got something you want to throw in any time, yeah. we'll just let. You stay in your usual spot. Well, we still got a little bit of this Kyle Busch controversy going on. You know, he was one of the first ones out at the last race mm-hmm. up at New Hampshire. Yeah. Something about a right front tire. That and, he uh, said uh, had happened before. Yes. I think he said that was a repeat problem. Yep. And uh, something about Toyotas is going on there. All right. Well, we'll talk about it when we get back. You're listening to Start Your Engines from the Beacon Driving Studios in Spartanburg. There's no points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than hey, Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. 
Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Now say this out loud as you're driving around in your car. Fox Sports 1400 has Dan Patrick and Colin Cowherd back to back. Dan Patrick at 9, Colin Cowherd at noon. You hit the nail on the head. This is Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Man, I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex Pre-Owned, because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but i got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex Pre-Owned. New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPreOwned.com. Impex Pre-Owned. Quality used cars made easy. Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness, and you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Sentra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Bench those high payments and slam dunk on savings during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironspur Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironspur Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your haircut like you like it and in a fun, man-cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironspur Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. For everything happening here at the station, download our Fox Sports 1400 app today. Type Fox Sports 1400 to search Google Play or the Apple Store to get started. Actually, one of my favorite Creedence songs. I might should just let that one go. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of like that too. That was good. That was. Uh, I listen to Creedence all the time. I really do. All right. Well, let's look at a little bit about what happened last week here. This is usually our legend segment. Like I said, uh, Johnny Rutherford is going to be our legend, and he requested eleven o'clock, which is his time zone. His time zone <laughs> a little bit better. He got. Wake up and walk the dog and drink some coffee or something. But uh, we will definitely do what Johnny wants us to do. Yeah. So we'll talk about Cup here. And uh, 
Yes, today we have at 4 o'clock the Firekeepers Casino 400. And that will be on NBCSN from the Michigan International Speedway. And um, part of a double header. And they're going to run tomorrow the, the Consumers Energy 400 at 4.30 on NBCSN. And that will sync up the schedule. Because the next race after that is Daytona. Um, it's just just weird the way the schedule is now. And uh, uh, it's been, it was weird anyway. Now it's weirder. But uh, a NASCAR doubleheader, two 400s in a row. That's uh, 200 laps today and 200 laps tomorrow. But last week, they ran the Foxwoods Resort Casino 301 and... Lanny won with Brad Keselowski and Roger Penske's car and um, pretty pretty good race. Uh, looked like uh, it could have been a Gibbs car very easily, but uh, Denny Hamlin was second. Third was Martin Truex. Fourth was Joey Logano. So you got uh, Penske and Gibbs taking the first four spots. Kevin Harvick was fifth. Sixth was Matt D. Benedetto for the Wood Brothers. Seventh, Eric Almarola. Eighth, his teammate, Cole Custer. Ninth was my pick and the first Chevrolet to crack the top ten or or show up at all is um, Chase Elliott. And tenth was Tyler Reddick. So um, Jimmy Johnson had some more bad luck. He's getting bumped around. Uh, I don't think it's intentionally. He's just uh, having bad luck. But nobody had bad luck like Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch had a right front tire to go down early in the race. One of the first cars out. But from what I see in the points, he is still 90 points above the cutoff line. So he is still looking good as far as... But who would ever think we'd be sitting here next to the end of the season and Kyle Busch had not won the race to be self-locked in? That's absolutely correct. Uh, he, he tore up that car, too. He hit pretty hard. Um, and from one, from what I understand... Um, same thing happened to him last time he was at Loudon. So uh, he's, uh, whatever it is, it's not fixed. Well, something about them Toyotas. I don't know what kind of camber and stuff they uh, run on them cars. But uh, like I said last week, uh, Kevin Harvick's crew chief come over and told him keep putting pressure on Hamlin in Indianapolis. And uh, just just don't let him relax that car. And that's, that's pretty much what done in Denny Hamlin out there. You don't reckon it was having that dog painted on the side of his car, do you? I don't know. But uh, you heard what Brad Keselowski said after the race, didn't you? About uh, Remind me. Uh, New Hampshire being a lot like Phoenix, and that's where the playoff race is. Mm-hmm. He said, we just got to, you know, a lot of these boys, you know, like, a lot of these boys used to come to Greenville Pickens to line up for Martinsville. That's right. And, I've heard you that. know, NASCAR boys, they'd say, well, we'd come to, Mar- oh, we'd come to Greenville Pickens and... You'd see a lot of your teams come over there and, and get ready for Martinsville race, but now you don't hear no more hardly. You know, used to there's limited to five practice sessions mm-hmm. here, not unless you was a rookie team. and uh, But uh, that's part of what Keselowski was actually doing at that race up there. He was lining himself up for the big picture, and that's the championship. Well, he's, he's sitting in a pretty good spot, and here's the points. Uh, and this is the playoff standings and not the actual point standings. I explain that every week. So this is the one that counts as far as I'm concerned. I don't even know why they keep up with the other one. But anyway, 
the playoff standings, Denny Hamlin is first with five wins. Kevin Harvick is second with four wins. Brad Keselowski is third with three wins. So it's, you know, it's separated nicely there. In fact, it continues to be fourth with two wins is Logano. And then fifth, uh, Ryan Blaney has one win along with Chase Elliott, Martin Truex, Alex Bowman, Austin Dillon, and Cole Custer. And they are separated by their number of stage points. So the stage points are important. And that's, uh, that's, how, they, uh, that's how they divide them up. Um, after the, uh, if you're tied in number of wins. Yep. Now, um, oh, go ahead. Well, you got that Cole Custer sitting here. I, I say he's doing like uh, flying under the radar. Yeah. Just just sit out there and just keep finishing these races and, and keep plugging along. Next thing you know. Keep making the cut. Keep making that cut. He's knocked one of these big teams out. And guess where we at, boys? We we right here. He's, uh, of course, he's uh, he drives the number 41 for um, Stuart Haas. Then 11 through 16, and these are the guys that haven't won a race yet but are making it on the stage points, are 11th is Al Marola, 12th. 13, the Bush Boys with uh, Kurt and Kyle. Clint Boyer is 14th. Matt Benedetto is 15th. And William Byron is 16th. And looking on back, you've got Austin Dillon, Jimmy Johnson, Eric Jones, who he probably really would like to get in the, get in the chase since he just got uh, his pink slip. Cole Custer and um, I'm sorry, not Cole Custer, but Michael McDowell. So, um, we have the qualifying results. <laughs> and that, I, I didn't know they actually qualified. They, they, just do, draw, you, they just draw out of a hat. It's now, called huh? drawing out of a hat. <laughs> but uh, it, actually, it doesn't say qualifying. Here it says starting lineup. So uh, it doesn't say qualifying results. But here's what it is. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, on the pole is Joey Logano for Penske. Hamlin is second. Third is Kevin Harvick. Fourth is Al Marola, who is going to win a race. I'm telling you, he's going to win one pretty soon here. Keselowski is fifth. Alex Bowman, sixth. Kyle Busch is seventh. Chase Elliott is eighth. Ninth, if I can get these pages to not stick together, is Clint Boyer. And tenth is Kurt Busch. Looking on down the line here at any notables, which uh, Jimmy Johnson is 17th. And uh, Bubba Wallace is 24th. And all the way down the line here to Joey Gaze in 39th spot. So, uh, anyway, that will be today. And that's what time did I say that is? I think I said 4 o'clock. Well, people don't realize that these points and these positions, they actually pay a lot of money at the end of this year. If you can just finish ahead of this other guy, you know, and keep moving up that ladder. And uh, at the end of the year, you still get a big paycheck. And that is uh, 4 o'clock today on uh, NBCSN. That's the Firekeepers Casino 400. Now let's talk about the uh, Xfinity cars here for a second. And uh, they are running at Elkhart Lake. And guess who won there a couple of years ago? Jeremy Clements. Jeremy Clements is a good road racer. We've always, we've established that several times and he did get his only win there. God, it's been a long time ago now. I think that's like three or four years ago. It seems like yesterday. But uh, um, I, d- I don't know how they're starting there. But that's at Elkhart Lake. 
in the Henry 180. I don't know what a Henry is, but uh, Henry Rifles, I think. Is that it? Is that right? Not Henry Ford. No, no, Henry Ford uh, might be Henry Rifles. Okay, well, it's the I, 180. I, I, I believe I believe they just can't put that last word in there. Rifle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you might be right. That sounds reasonable. But that's at noon, and that's going to be uh, just about the time we get off the air here. And I just thought. Uh, just crossed my mind. I should have set my recorder because I'm not going to know who won. So anyway, well, not uh, let's put it this way. I won't be able to watch it when I get home because I didn't record it. But anyway, that's uh, on NBCSN at noon. And they didn't run last week. As you recall, we tried to get Jeremy on the show, but he's on a cruise. Hopefully, he's back. Yep. <laughs> Maybe they didn't uh, quarantine him or anything. But... Um, Looking at the Xfinity standings, Austin Sendrick is first, Chase Briscoe is second, Noah Cragson is third, Ross Chastain is fourth, fifth is Justin Haley, sixth, Harrison Burton, seventh, Justin Allgaier, eighth, Michael Annette, ninth, Brandon Jones, tenth, Her Riley Herbst, eleventh, Ryan Sieg, and twelfth, Brandon Brown, and they are in the playoffs. First guy. To get in the playoffs, if he can slip in there, is Jeremy Clements, who is 32 points out of 12th and 66 points out of uh, 11th. So, this would be a good place for him to make up some ground. Yes, it would. Always had a good team up there. Like I said, like him road races. Uh, some drivers like him a little bit better than others, and Jeremy is one of them drivers that kind of shines when it comes to road racing. You know, I may have to dash home and set the recorder. Okay. Uh, you uh, gonna, not not you until gonna, after the show. That's what I was going to say. You're going to leave me here? <laughs> you know how to do this part over here, don't you? It's easy. Well. Actually, uh, now this slipped up on me, but they ran the trucks yesterday. And it was late in the afternoon because they don't have lights in Michigan. But they had a dilly of a crash um, early in the race, right at the start. But that was the, uh, and they don't race again till, uh till next week at Daytona. That was the, and it had a surprise winner. And if I can once again get these pages apart here. And here's why I said Ford just now. Because it was the Henry Ford Health System 200. And nothing to do with the rifle. This, is, this was Henry Ford. <laughs> and Zane Smith was the winner. And this was his first win. That's the number 21 truck. Christian Eckes was second. Tanner Gray third. Tyler Ankrum fourth. And Todd Gilliland was fifth. And... They took out, uh, I think, quite a few of them wrecked. Not all of them uh, were eliminated in the crash, but they, looks like from the, the last few trucks that, that didn't finish, Brendan Poole was back there, uh, Jeb Burton, who usually runs pretty good, Wayne Self was running at the finish, but he was involved in it, Chandler Smith, and, of course, Chandler Smith was on the pole in Kyle Bush's truck. So that'll tell you right there, he probably, uh, well, I saw the replay of it. He did lose it in, in front of the whole pack. So they were bouncing off each other pretty bad. And the Canadian, Stuart Friesen, uh, was caught up in it too. So uh, that was yesterday late in the afternoon for uh, the truck series. And their point standings as of right now is Austin Hill is first, Ben Rhodes second, Zane Smith, the winner yesterday, is third, Christian Eckes is fourth. Brett Moffitt, 5th. Matt Crafton, 6th. 
Sheldon Creed, seventh. Derek Krause, eighth. Grant Enfinger, ninth. And Todd Gilliland is tenth. And once again, they, uh, they won't race again until next week. And that will be at Daytona on the 16th. What day of the week is that? Do we know? That probably sounds like it ought to be about a Friday, shouldn't it? Uh, they, they usually, uh, I think that's when they usually run the trucks. And uh, I'm pulling up my calendar here, trying to. Anyway, I think whenever the 16th, what's the day? Today's the 8th. So, so the 16th would be next Sunday. Eight days from now. Yes, it will. Okay, so the trucks are going to run on Sunday. Uh, well, they've been off on that one. Uh, and that will be on FS1 at noon. Yep. So that's obviously probably part of a double header of some sort. Let's see what Xfinity's doing next week. They are running at 3 on the 15th. So, uh, okay, we'll figure all that out in a bit. So anyway, that's the deal with the trucks. So... Let's uh, let's take another break right now and come back. And uh, actually, I do not know if Nelson's going to call in or not. I will get his opening ready in case he does. And if he doesn't, then we will just continue on. It yes, might we be a good day to play some of these uh, silent speedways or of America that I've got about 20 of them over here that we never get a chance to use. So maybe we'll play a couple of those. But anyway, we're going to cover some racing and we're going to do uh, another 20 minutes leading up to the end of the first hour, and then Johnny Rutherford, so stay tuned. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness. And you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Citra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Vince those high payments and slam dunk on savings during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Your complete car care center is Par 3 Automotive in Boiling Springs. Par 3 Automotive can take care of your vehicle in a hurry. Whether you need an oil change, new tires, alignments, or anything in between, they have you covered. When it's hot outside, let them check your air conditioning. They specialize in maintenance and repairs, big or small. If you need your oil change quickly, ask about their express oil change. Stop in at 1930 Boiling Springs Road or call for an appointment, 864-599-5900. As Par 3 Automotive, your complete car care center. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. 
They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories, such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Selecting a financial advisor to entrust your hard-earned assets is one of the most important decisions you will ever make. Janie Montgomery Scott has more than 185 years of experience, tracing its roots to 1832. Janie's boutique size allows it to remain agile, meeting the demands of turbulent market cycles while addressing the needs of its clients. Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott sets the bar high. He provides superior advice, expertise, and support through every stage of your life and finances. As a firm, Janie's regional size offers the advantages of scale, allowing for close client relationships with personalized advice and planning. Call Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400, now on FM at 98.3. For years, just about every Friday and Saturday night, folks gathered to watch them run the tracks and ovals throughout the South in towns both large and small. Some of those tracks have faded into memory. Here's Perry Allen Wood with another silent speedways of the South Minute. Columbia Speedway, a half-mile oval in South Carolina, held 43 big-time stock car races beginning June 16, 1951, with the first Grand National Night Race. It was also the site of inaugural wins for Frank Monday and Studebaker. Other historic races include Buck Baker's first win in 1952 and his son Buddy's first race in 1959. Fonny Flock gave Chevrolet its first victory in 1955. Richard Petty's first win, which was in a convertible, took place in 1959. And the first of 63 Richard Petty, David Pearson, one-two finishes happened in 1963. The list of winners is led by Richard Petty's seven, David Pearson's five, Buck Baker and Bobby Isaac with four each, Ned Jarrett, Rex White, and Speedy Thompson's three apiece, Cotton Owens, Jack Smith, Tim Flock, and Lee Petty each took a pair, and single wins for Fonny Flock, Junior Johnson, Tiny Lund, Jim Pascal, and Curtis Turner. After paving, Bobby Isaac won the last race at Columbia Speedway on August 27, 1971. And that's another silent speedway of America. Terry's book is available online. Visit McFarlandPub.com and type in silent speedways to place your order today. And that's what those sound like. Uh, sounds pretty good. My daddy used to go down to Columbia Speedway. Well, when they, uh, I, I took a bunch of pictures this day, too. I went to the last dirt race there which uh, I didn't realize was 11 days before the last dirt race anywhere, which was in Raleigh. But uh, I also went to the first uh, race when they paved the place. And I was a student down there at Carolina. It happened to be uh, April 8, 1971, only uh, 
48 short years ago, 49 years ago. And, uh, but I cut class that day and went out there. Nobody was there. I got there like at 9 o'clock in the morning. I'd have been there quicker, but there was a colonial grocery store burning down, and they had, uh, <laughs> they had the road out from Casey to Columbia blocked off there. I had to go around that. But anyway. Um, you know, back in, they used to have to pull the race course with a tow bar. Well, uh, when I got there, uh, Richard Petty was already there. Yeah. And uh, he had that big silver box truck, but he was towing the car. He had a trailer. Yeah, he but, had a trailer. Uh, you big teams used to have big trailers. So yeah. Petty was a big team back in, but a lot of your boys just, it's, yeah. it's like a wishbone on chicken. You oh, know? yeah. You, you just bolted it up to the front bumper. You hooked it to the back of your car. You pulled it to the racetrack. And then later on, you got your trailer. You were starting to move on up the line. Then you got a box truck. And now look at them now. Well, I, I, I've got a lot of stories that I've written about where uh, it took quite some doings to get a bumper to hook that thing to after a race. Yeah. Because the front of your car would be gone. And then the promoter or whoever would turn the lights out. And you had to turn your car around and shine the headlights on the what was left of the front end of your race car, just so you could hook it up to tow it home. Well, back in the 70s, 78, uh, these boys in dirt racing, they got to get in these ramp trucks, crew cab ramp trucks, that you'd pull your race car up on with a winch, and you would pull it. We, we still had a 1978 Chevrolet truck with a trailer behind it, one tire rack up there, and I looked at Daddy, I said, Daddy, when are we going to get us one of them ramp trucks like everybody else has got to wear? He said, son, that race car does not know how it gets to the racetrack. <laughs> I'd rather spend my money on that race car than spend it on that truck and trailer that sits there, or that truck that sits in the infield. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember Bud Moore had one of those. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I always assume they just drove it up there. I don't know if they winched it up there or not. I remember, uh, I remember Jimmy Pardue unloading his Plymouth at the fairgrounds one time uh, in 1964. And they had kind of a ramp truck, but it had these two real big boards that he had to roll down to get it on the ground. Well, one of those boards broke or something, and that car started back. It, when it hit the ground, it looked like a Super Bowl. I mean, it bounced all, it looked like a bucking Bronco, and people were getting out of the way because it just bounced and bounced and bounced. I'll never forget that as long as I live. 12 year old. I was 12 years old. So, anyway, um, yeah, we got a bunch of those. Oh, but what I was saying, uh, Richard was out there early at Columbia Speedway that day, early in the morning, and um, and got, got out there and, and practiced. He he probably done fifty laps of practice before the next car even showed up, and uh, uh, and I just always stuck with me as that you know that's why he's so good. And at that point, he'd already won. Uh, He'd won the Daytona 500. I think he'd won Rockingham. He'd already won three or four races because this was in April. And um, was just as nice as it could be. St stood there before he put on his driver's uniform. And, and I got my picture made with him. And uh, I took a lot of pictures that day. Uh, but that was Columbia Speedway. They used to run the sportsman cars every Thursday night. And even the cup. Well, but it wasn't cup until except the very end. But when it was Grand National, they uh, they were still big into uh, Thursday night racing in Columbia. Yep. And uh, talking about uh, racetracks of the past, we got fairgrounds over here, Spartanburg Fairgrounds. What you tell me going on? They're going to have a, from what I can understand, on August the 15th, they're going to have like a, it's like a racer's flea market. 
you know, they had the gun and knife shows over there yeah. and stuff like that. For, but uh, from what I hear, somebody's putting together like a racer's flea market over there that you can go over there and buy and sell stuff. Well, if anybody's listening and knows about that, how about giving us a call? And uh, we'll let you talk about it because, I mean, it's, I'll be there just yep. to, if nothing else, just to walk through it once and see what's going on. But it, it sounds like a pretty uh, a pretty good idea and an interesting interesting yep. thing to do. Yep, it's the old Spartanburg Fairgrounds over there. Everybody used to go over there on Saturday, and especially when the fair was here. Oh, yeah. My daddy said my race car is going to be there. C.L. Pritchard? C.L. kind of didn't, C.L. didn't like that racetrack. Why not? I uh, had a bad wreck over there one time, driving another man's car over there, and uh, daddy called him up that morning. He said, hey, uh, Fairgrounds is today. He said, Harley, I don't really, I don't care. I'll Let's just wait to go to Cherokee tonight. They said, no, nah, my friends are going to be at the fairgrounds. My car is going to be at the fairgrounds. And we called former Lance, another good driver out of Washington, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And uh, CL said, well, I'll just see. They said, no, nah, former's going to drive it on Saturday afternoon. He's going to drive it on Saturday night. He's not going to drive all the way up here from Washington, Georgia, just drive it one time and then go back home. So, uh, did he get his seat back the next week? Yeah, he got his seat okay. back next week. But uh, that's just the way things, you know. Don't get me wrong; it ain't like, uh, you know, I'm sick and stuff like that. Like these boys nowadays, we're gonna put somebody else in the car or whatever. But uh, that was part of it. Well, um, I remember uh, you showing me a picture that number twenty-seven, twenty-seven, silver and yep. yellow. Or don't get me wrong; me and uh, me and another fella used to go over there, and we used to get up on the on the high ride so that we can look over into the racetrack when they'd be racing on Saturday. And we used to watch Don Bumgarner. Oh, man. Oh, man. He used to drive a Ford, I think it was, back then. A coach, wasn't it? Uh, well, uh, I mean, I, I think I, I think it was like a Galaxy 500. Oh, okay. Well, this yeah. Was, this was later I'm on. going back even further. You're going back <laughs> way before me. <laughs> but but I remember Don Bumgarner. What, what, wasn't he from... Uh, Kings Mountain, I think he was, and um, and uh, Maurice George, Maurice George, and um, Preston Humphreys. Yes, sir. you know, uh, let me bring this up because we got a lot of extra time here today. We got, you got a, Bobby Gossett. Yep, I mean Bobby. Uh, Bobby's right over here off Magnus Drive. Wally Fowler. Well, Wally, I saw that might be a little bit before Wally's time. But, yeah, it uh, was. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. But um, those. Lost Speedway shows. I don't know if you've seen any of them that, that Junior did. Junior does. Um, I've watched all of them the, of the first season. Uh, and let's, I don't think the second season's out yet. But uh, it, there's eight of them. And, of course, Junior doesn't go to all the tracks. But he um, he went to several of them. But the first one I watched was on Metrolina Speedway. Up there uh, in, in Charlotte. And... Um, I mean, I, you know, I don't know everything about racing, but I, I know a good bit. And one of the most, the, the, when you say Metrolina, and I never went to a single race there. Used to hear about it all the time. I know, but um, I remember when, it, when you say Metrolina Speedway, the first thing that pops into my mind was the Thanksgiving Day, Turkey Day race in 1977. And they had a big pile up. Preston Humphreys got there. killed. We was there with former Lance. Is that right? Yes, we was. Were you in that race? Yes, we was in that race. Well, see, they didn't even mention it. And there's, you can pull that up on the internet. Um, 
Uh, and it's got pictures of the scene, not of not film footage or anything, but pictures of the scene of the crash. And it's got them. You can't see him, but they're trying to get Preston Humphreys out of the car. But Dale Earnhardt is standing right there. Dale Earnhardt Sr. Yep. Now, how in the world could Junior do a show on Metrolina Speedway and not even mention that? And his daddy's in the pictures. I think his daddy was driving a car for Robert G. at the time. Okay. And Robert G., you know, uh, he had uh, Hayward Plyer driving for him, too, and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But uh, it was so cold up there that day. Back then, you drivers used to have a helmet that used to have the bubble shield right. on it. And former used to have a mustache and a beard. And when he come in after the first practice session, his beard was frosted over. Oh, I mean, my it goodness. was. And he looked in his fingers. He said, boys, I've got to have a pair of gloves. Well, guess what? My brother sends me running across the back straightaway, running out the gate, trying to go to a store that was somewhere local over there to buy this man a pair of gloves because mm-hmm. back then drivers didn't use they didn't a lot of them didn't even have driver's uniforms oh no huh? and i mean you just you just got in the car and drove yeah especially at that level yes at that level i believe it was the uh, national dirt race association ndra come out in 1978 that they mandatory dirt racers to have a fireproof uniform to drive and uh, we was at Cherokee Speedway, and C.L. Pritchard didn't have one. And guess who we went and borrowed one from? David Pearson. <laughs> I think <mean, no. laughs> <laughs> David had a few of them on hand. I and, guess. Uh, we went to David's. That was one of the deals of uh, the night before when you qualified and stuff like that. He lets you know right then. Boys, you don't come back to the racetrack tomorrow night and race unless you've got a driver's uniform, fireproof uniform. Yeah. Well, back then, drivers used to just have T-shirts and britches. I mean, that's, you know. Yeah. But uh, that was one of the biggest deals of uh, NDRA racing. Well, it's... I remember that when it happened, the the Thanksgiving Day race, and I, I won't belabor the point, but and I, I just... Right off the bat, with Junior and his lost speed... Uh, yeah, Junior... And his lost speedways, it was like, well, you know, you're 0 for 1 as far as I'm concerned because you left out a huge thing. As far as I'm concerned, maybe the biggest thing that ever happened at uh, Metrolina. I I mean, I could be wrong. I never went there, but that's... The Furs used to run that racetrack. Then they moved on up there and done Concord. Okay. But Concord, when it first come out, it was actually dirt. And then it went to asphalt and stuff. Yeah, and I and I'll never forget going up there with another race car driver here named uh, Douglas Davis. Doug, we called him Doug Man Davis, and uh, we got up there and drove all the way up there. And I kind of looked at him and I kind of pulled out two rabbit ears. I said, "I ain't got no money. <laughs> I ain't got no money." So he said, "Just pull on up there to the gate." And he said, "I'll get us in," because he knew the furs, and he told them. He said, "Hey." We'll pay you out of our winnings tonight. Well, we got up there and we run third. He went up there and grabbed the envelope. He said, now let's go. Hurry. Let's go. We jumped in the truck and took off. <laughs> you still owe the man the money? Well, I guess we still owe him. <laughs> he said, we're not here to put on the show and pay to put the show on for him, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys. I mean, this is a good opportunity to, uh, to hear some of these stories. Um, you know... Uh, we're usually so crammed for time, and today we got plenty of it. And 
We got about a minute and a half here before uh, we take our top of the hour break and come back with Johnny Rutherford. Um, I know Greg, when he uh, told me he had Johnny Rutherford, he said, uh, man, I can't wait to talk to him about sliding down the roof, sliding down the back stretch of Daytona on the roof. And uh, Daddy, 64 Mercury, and I'm like, uh, well, Greg, we talked about that last year, and I really wasn't going to bring it up again. I might touch on it briefly, but because it is a, a pretty famous thing that he did, but, you know, Johnny Rutherford won three Indianapolis 500s. I was fortunate enough to see all of them, and uh, he drove for some of the great car owners, uh, Smokey Eunuch, Jim Hall, um, Pat Patrick. You know, he, uh, and I'm, I'm leaving out so many of them, but uh, uh, the McLaren team, all those years at Indianapolis, many years at Indianapolis. And so uh, um, can't wait to get Johnny on. Um, you got something there? Yeah. 30 my, seconds my, real quick. Yep. Yeah, my brother said Lone Star JR. Lone Star JR. That's exactly right. And uh, in fact, that'd be a good question. I might just have to ask him how he came up, how they came up with that name. I'm sure it was probably some sports writer, but uh we're going to take a break right now and come back and um, have one of the greatest race drivers, in my opinion, ever, and an Indianapolis legend and just all-around great guy. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. We are Fox Sports. Your home for the Dan Patrick Show weekday mornings at 9 is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. Sports trending now. This report presented by Geico. Did you know that right now, Geico is offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies? That's on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Visit geico.com to learn more. There will be no Maxion until at least the spring. Brett McMurphy reporting that the Mid-American Conference has canceled its fall football season because of COVID player health and safety concerns. They intend to try and play in the spring. In the NBA, the LA Times reported today that Kawhi Leonard will be held out of today's game against the Portland Trailblazers at 1 p.m. Eastern because of management of left knee soreness. And Chris Haynes reporting that LeBron James and Anthony Davis will play for the Lakers today against the Indiana Pacers. That game tipping off at 6 Eastern. I'm Isaac. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. 
Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster and the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engine. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Gentlemen, start your Welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines, and it's my great pleasure to bring to the show again for the second year in a row, one of the greatest race drivers and uh, that ever lived, and one of my favorites, <laughs> Johnny Rutherford. Good morning, Johnny. Good morning. It's, uh, <laughs> that was a pretty good introduction, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't think I said anything that was wrong there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's great. Thank you so much for coming on with us. And like I told you when I when I dialed in, Greg uh, Greg had a slip and fall uh, this weekend, um, so he's uh, actually doing a little sheet time. But um, I said, Greg, you timed it great to uh, get us such a fantastic guest before you weren't able to make the show. So uh, anyway, I know we send all of our best wishes to Greg this morning. Yeah. Johnny, um, I mean, you've got so many accomplishments, and we, we talked about so much last year. In fact, I listened to last year's show yesterday, so I wouldn't cover the same ground twice. You know, uh, like sliding down the roof on the uh, down the backstretch on your roof in Bud Moore's car and everything. But uh, yeah, you um, and then you did a very detailed explanation last year of the crash you had at Pocono in 1982, which I actually watched again last night on YouTube, and that was that was a tough one, but. You, um, I, I wanted to bring this up last year, and we just ran out of time. But you raced in an age uh, when, you know, when you started, 
in in the sprint cars and the and the big cars, the champ cars. I mean, it it was it was so dangerous. And I know I know you were a young man and and everything, but uh, I mean, didn't that ever cross your mind? Because there were there was a lot of people, you know, that that didn't come back from some of those races. I mean, it was it was just like an an acceptable thing, like uh, for for drivers to lose their lives in that type of racing. And you you were right into a very deadly period. Well, yeah, but it you know you. You ask any driver if he thinks he's ever going to, you know, have a bad crash and, and, you know, be done away with. And he says, no, it's not going to happen to me. You know, it it just had to have that attitude. It's not going to happen to me. And you try to do everything you can to keep it from happening, obviously. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was a, it was a serious time. Uh, but we didn't, you know, getting into it, I didn't think of it that way it was just racing you know going going racing and sprint cars was the was the the next step to develop your talent and then graduate to the big cars and indianapolis and that's uh, that was my intention from the beginning was to to do just that uh you know uh, spend my time in the sprint cars on the on the uh, Fair circuit in the Midwest, and great. It was a, a great education. I'm here to tell you. Did you ever feel relieved when? Uh, and I know, I, I guess you didn't really start from what I gathered last week, uh, last year, and uh, and from uh, my research. Uh, Smoky Unique ride at Daytona. That was about your first stock car ride. Is is that correct? Yeah, that was first ever. Well, ever stock car. Well, my, my <clears throat> I had never driven driven a stock car, uh, and had only raced a modified uh, car at, at the start of my career in Dallas, and uh, uh, straight into sprint cars. And you know, it was uh, yeah, it was it was the you know the Smokies Smokies ride and and uh, thing at Daytona was my big kickoff in racing, my boost that uh, put me over the hump. And I'd never driven a, a late model stock car, uh, and I'd never been on anything bigger than a mile, and it was dirt. And so uh, Daytona was like a big super, you know, it's a big super freeway. Well, you, you sure took to, to it great because you won the, you won your first race, um, and uh, a record that still stands. But the point I was getting around to Later on in your career, and uh, did you ever feel when you ran stock cars? And I saw you run a lot of times. I remember you running Foyt's car at Talladega one time, and uh, but uh, and and a lot of car stock cars. Did you ever feel like, well, I can sort of take it easy today. I don't have to worry about it because because these are so much safer. I mean, did you ever feel more comfortable in a stock car? And um, did anybody, uh, you know? friends or relatives or anything try to persuade you to to go stock car (laughs) instead of IndyCar or open wheel yeah no I don't think so I I uh, uh, I and you know I enjoyed the stock car racing but I I never could uh, get the get the feel that I thought you needed you know like uh uh, Earnhardt and all of the guys that, that are raced against, and they 
uh, it was it was different, you know, and uh, uh, so I, you know, stock car racing was was uh, it was it was fun and enjoyable, but boy, it was uh, it was tough sometimes with all the heat in those cars and everything. So it it was. Uh, it was quite a bit different than than the Indy cars or sprint cars. Uh, you know, it's just uh, the sprint car racing and Indy cars was just my thing. Yeah, and you were so you. I think you are in a couple of halls of fame for uh, for sprint cars. You're in the sprint car hall of fame, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in Texas, there was just some some really terrific drivers that. I was. I've always wondered if you guys ever had any little uh, side bets between each other or any ribbing. You know, and I'm talking about you and and AJ Foyt and Jim McElreath and Lloyd Ruby. All you guys were Texans and uh, Judd Larson. Um, Do you guys ever have like a inter interstate or intrastate rivalry there that uh, that you know was something that carried on between you guys because y'all were you know you were pretty you were peers of each other uh, uh, you know contemporaries is the word i mean you were out there in the, the same period of time yes but you know it was it was uh, the only time we really met other than mackleree being so close to me we you know uh we go drink a beer together or, or something you know every now and then and and uh, travel together, but uh, uh, everybody had their own their own situation, you know, their own business or whatever when they were away from racing. And so it was uh, uh, just uh, the only time we met was at the racetrack. Mm. And uh, it, you know, it's uh, it was you know one of those things that we were proud of the foursome. Uh, you know, I those were my three big brothers <laughs> and uh anyway we had we had a lot of had some fun together and and raced hard against each other and and uh the only problem was that that Foyt, uh didn't stick around to play very much he just drove off away from us and <laughs> setting <laughs> records and everything but that's the way it was you, you know he you, was he was the leader you drove for Foyt towards the the last few years at indianapolis Stuart, yes, yeah, but he, he furnished me a car. Uh, the team I was with uh, was trying to develop a new car, and it just didn't pan out, and so I didn't have a ride. And uh, AJ uh, got a car and and uh, let me qualify for the race. So that was uh, that was the uh, gosh, when was that? Eighty four or eighty? Yeah, it was uh, towards the some, end. Yeah, towards the end of my career, and it was just, you know, uh, all of us probably stuck around too long, uh, you know, because it just comes to the, comes to a time when, when suddenly you realize, hey, I'm, you know, I, I was the last Indy 500 I ran, I was 50 years old. I know. And, and so you, you know, you, it, it doesn't dawn on you until one day, uh, you're you're getting ready, and then bang! It just there it is. Hey, you're too old for this. Maybe you you need to retire. And uh, uh, 
and then when all of my gang, you know, Foyt and, and uh, Mario and Bobby and Al and and uh, everybody in our in our group had all retired uh, or announced retirement, uh, it then dawns on you, hey, uh, maybe I'm maybe it's my turn to to to, to hang it up and uh, worry about whatever. But we all, <clears throat> you know, I I always wondered. What what is life after racing going to be like? And uh, uh, it took me a couple of years to figure it out, and, and uh, I got the job with the Indy Racing League. Uh, drove the pace and, car and, some, didn't you? Yes, I drove the pace car for a number of years uh, for the Indy Car Series and enjoyed that quite a bit. Got a lot of stories. Plus, I got to train the celebrity driver uh, at the 500 every year. Uh, Who were some of those? Oh, gosh. Uh, General Colin Powell. uh, Oh, Jim Caviezel, uh, actor. uh, Gal from uh, ABC Morning Show, Robin. Robin Roberts. Robin Roberts. Trained her to drive the pace car. And I didn't find out until after all of this was over that the the reason it was certain people is because they worked for ABC <laughs> during the race. And so uh, they, you know, they just uh, got them to come in and, and uh, drive. And uh, I, I've got quite a list of them. Uh, Bob Lutz, who was the CEO of Chrysler and, and later of General Motors. And uh, he was quite a guy. He was a, a Marine fighter pilot. And, uh, anyway, it, I've got, a, I've got a little story about every one of them and I've threatened to try to get, uh, released from all of them and, and do a, a little book, you know, about my days in the pace car. Wow. We're talking to Johnny Rutherford, um, three-time Indianapolis 500 winner. I was lucky enough to see all three of them. I've already said that once on the air this morning, but I'm very proud of that. Although, 1976, you needed a submarine more than you needed a race car. Well, that is true. That is true. The rains came, and uh, I knew that it, uh, if it if it just passed through and, and we got restarted, that Foyt was going to have his car fixed, and he was going to be a handful. But uh, <laughs> he always was. But anyway, it was... Uh, I you know lucky the shortest race in the history of the speedway, uh, two hundred lap race. Well, it, this was a hundred and two laps, and it was that's why it was past halfway, and they couldn't get the track ready in time for the second start, third start, and uh, anyway, it it was uh, just one of those things. Well, but, somebody uh, had to I, win I, it. It might as well be you. <laughs> Well, that is true. That is that is. Yeah. And you know, we have sure. we, we have Wally Dallin back on the show, senior, um, and um, he he's remorseful that uh, he thinks he had that race won, and he fell out right before it started raining. Yeah. Huh. Well, he might have. He, <laughs> Wally he was, thinks he did. Wally was good in in, in Big Naughty's cars, and uh, you know. Uh, that was uh, Wally and I have been friends and known each other for a long time. And he he came from an earth moving company and he owned in in New Jersey. And uh, uh, you know it was Wally and there were a lot of a lot of guys that that had 
a lot of fun with. But uh, here recently, uh, you know, I'm I'm losing friends. You know, we lost Chuck Hulse and and uh, uh, Buzz Rose and and uh, Buddy Cagle and you know the guys that I knew and raced with and everything. So you know, time marches on. It sure does. Um... It had to be a tremendous thrill um, when you um, got that first big win uh, in Atlanta in 1965. And I'm, I'm looking at the results right here and a couple of things that stand out to me about it. One in particular, well, you beat Mario Andretti and, uh, yeah. uh, um, and Billy Foster was third. But Jim, Hurd- Jim Hurtabees was fourth in the Novi. And I'm just, I just love the Novi's. And I, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> and I'm not. Um, that's the only place Nova ever raced except Indianapolis and um, actually had a pretty good day. But that had to be a big thrill to beat Mario Andretti at Atlanta in, a, in an Indy car. Yeah, didn't, you know, uh, he wasn't he wasn't that big yet. <laughs> and, well, he had a big and, car. Uh, I mean, he was driving for, I guess that would have been Bronner, right? With the Dean Van yeah. Lines car. Right, right. And, uh, he, you know, Mario was is a tremendous driver. He's proven himself and it's in all forms of racing. You know, he's won Daytona, he's won uh won the Indy five hundred, he's won uh I think everywhere except Le Mans. He never he always and that was one he he wanted to get. But uh anyway it uh yes, Mario was uh we did I didn't you know, all I cared about was winning. You know, winning the race, and and I drove a car that uh, didn't have a very good reputation. Roger Ward tried to qualify it for the 500 and said he didn't like it. Well, we found out what was wrong with it, I think, in Atlanta, and uh, it was, uh, it, you know, it was it was probably more my sprint car attitude than big car attitude at in that particular race because the car was doing some silly things in the in the turns and uh i you know just driving sprint cars that did silly things all the way around the racetrack and uh it was it was uh it was good uh, you know and, and then just uh uh the fact that uh, uh bob wilkie that owned the team leader card team and, and aj watson was the crew chief another great uh, name you were associated with yes and uh uh bob wilkie uh, had called AJ, you know, the their driver Ward wasn't going to run it. Asked him who he's going to put in it, and uh, uh, AJ said, "Well, I think I'm going to hire Rutherford." And I didn't have the title yet, you know, and was you know still making my way up into the big cars. And and uh, Bob said, "Oh, why don't we why don't we hire Hulse or somebody?" And AJ said, "Okay, so." Anyway, AJ hired me, and I won the race. And after the race, Wilkie called. For, he was overseas, and he called and said, "How'd we do?" And AJ said, "We won." I said, "Well, that's great. Who'd you who'd you have in the car?" He said, "Rutherford." <laughs> oh, that's... and I don't know what I don't know what Wilkie's response was to that, other than. We won. <laughs> well, that's, that's that's what matters. Can I ask you without, uh, and I, I, if you don't want to go there, I, I won't, but can I talk to you a little bit about 64 at Indianapolis? Oh, yes. It's, uh, you know, it's been 
chronicled and and everything, but it was uh, uh, that was a horrendous uh, accident, and and the old adage "I'd rather be lucky than good" uh, applies because it was I was right in the middle of it. I know, and and I don't want you to relive it, and I wasn't even going to go there, really. I mean, and I'm not going to ask you any graphic things, but that was. Uh, that was such a. I was twelve years old, but I love Indianapolis more than anything, and I, I remember that Saturday morning. But even leading up to it, you had a, a mixture of front engine cars and rear engine cars, and and some of those rear engine cars were pretty strange uh, with the with Saxus car and McDonald's car. But you had four different tire brands. You had a you had a lot of rookies. I mean, there was just so much going, and you were pretty new yourself, um, uh, maybe your sophomore year, but. I mean, did you have any trepidation going into the race or just the whole month that there's just, there's too much change going on here and too much gasoline or fuel or, I mean, did, yeah, did any of that it, cross your mind? No, no. Uh, just running the race was all I wanted to do and, and any of us wanted to do. Uh, you don't ever think about what might happen, you know. If you do, then you're not going to do a good job, and you might as well not be driving race cars. So it's just the, the way it is. But, uh, you know, that particular was the best I'd ever qualified. I started, I think, 15th, which is middle of the, you know, outside in the fifth row. Was that Herb and, Porter's uh, car? Yes, yeah, Herb Porter and Ed Rose. And uh, anyway, that was... You know the best starting spot I'd ever had, and and so and I was right next to Eddie Sachs, and and I think McDonald was in the row behind us, but uh, I'm not, you know, I I don't recall exactly the starting position, but we came around for the green flag, and uh, Eddie and and the uh, Halibrand Strike rear engine car. Uh, got ahead of me a little bit and I thought oh that's good I'll just hang on to Eddie he usually goes to the front and so I I got in behind Eddie and and uh, on the second lap uh, I hear this this engine growling and Davey comes running in, driving inside of me uh, way too fast for or not necessarily too fast but uh, just pushing too hard that early in the race you know i knew it was a 500 mile race and you had had to you know be around at the end to really get noticed so anyway he went by me and and had two wheels in the grass and and throwing stones and stuff up and i just you know let him go and i my thoughts were boy there goes guys either going to win this thing or crash and we went down the back stretch and uh, uh still following eddie <clears throat> and and davy was was gone you know he just that's the way he drove uh, see pictures of him at riverside sports car sideways up in turn seven you know and he but he anyway he was he was going forward and we came across the short shoot in the north end and uh, I saw a flash of red, which was was his car was red, and it was when it went spun coming out of four, 
and uh, was just before it hit the wall. Well, when it hit the wall, it was a huge uh, black and red fireball uh, went up in the air, and then it just like pulling the orange and black curtain across the racetrack. And uh, of course, Eddie was was uh, right in front of me, and I was hard on the brakes trying to get woed up and and uh, at the last instant Eddie just turned left just just so slightly but when he did it was just a, a millisecond before he impacted Davy's car and I was right behind Eddie uh, I mean close very close and and when his car impacted it reared up in the air and his right rear put a skid mark, tire tread mark, up the nose of my Watson Roadster. And I went under Eddie and up over Davy's car. I went up the next day or two and looked on the wall, and there were tire marks on top of the wall. So that was that had to be me. And I came down on the other side out of the flames, and uh, it was horrendous. you know. And, of course, the thing that put me out was, was Bobby Unster hit Ronnie Duman and uh, caught him on fire and and uh, uh, Bobby was in the Novi and he, when he hit Ronnie it knocked the steering out on the on the Novi <clears throat> and I'm I'm just you know downshifting the transmission to, to get going because it's starting to starting to buck because of the low gear and everything and I hear an engine look to my left and Bobby comes Nate comes and nails me in the left rear and that fractured my fuel tank and uh it was just you know dripping you know raining anyway uh, that's what put me out of the race and i asked gunther today about that and he says oh no it wasn't me <laughs> <laughs> but you actually came all the way back around the track and, and stopped came uh... all the way yes all the way back around the track and and don branson was was out of his car and he was motioning for me to stop, <clears throat> so I I kicked it neutral and and uh, turned the fuel off and, and shut shut down everything and unhooked and stepped out. And as I stepped out of the car, I I looked back and I it was fuel uh, had was you know running under the car and and the two of the safety patrol with fire extinguishers came over and stood by and. Uh, I uh, started walking up toward the incident, and, and Don grabbed me by the arm and said, you don't want to go up there. I said, yeah, probably not. I said, Don, I've got the back of my neck hurt. You know, what, what is it there? And he looked, and he said, you got some second-degree burns. I had the raining gasoline in the air came down, uh, and it got in the back of my neck. And so I went to the went to the the Enfield Hospital, and they, you know, uh, doctored it up, <clears throat> and that's when I went back, got back to the garage at the same time the car came from the fuel shack. Everything that goes out of the race, they take it to the to the filling station there on the, in the speedway, and, and they take the fuel, whatever fuel's in it out. They rolled it in the garage just as, you know, I was standing there with Herb Porter, the mechanic, and uh, he unlatched the left side uh, hood panel and, and opened it up. 
And uh, we both looked, stepped up and looked inside, and there was a lot of sand and some pea gravel and a piece of windshield material and uh, and his lump under the, you know, covered with, with dirt, sand. <clears throat> and Herb reached in and picked it up and says, wonder what that is. And he dusted it off, and it was a lemon with the very tip cut off of it. Had a shoestring running. He poked a hole through the lemon and uh, had a shoestring. And, and Herb says, where in the world do you reckon that came from? Somebody in the door said, oh, my God. Herb said, what? said, Eddie had that around his neck. Mm. And that's about as close as you can get, I think. And there's looking at a Watson Roadster, there are just not a lot of places that the that lemon could have gone through to get into the into where it was, but uh, there it was. Johnny, I, I had no intention of you going through that explanation and that's why I prefaced it with if you don't want to talk about it, but I I can't thank you enough for for relating that story on our show and and we've kept you a whole lot longer than than the 20 minutes that I I mean you could easily do the rest of the show but I, I, what's Johnny going to do for Indy you going up there Yes I'm going to leave probably tomorrow sometime and and uh, drive up to Indianapolis and uh, I have a, a motor coach that's uh, waiting on me up there to stay in the driver's lot so yes I and it's going to be different it I'm sure is. Tell you, without any fans and everything connected to the 500, all of the old timers events and things, they're all canceled. Mm. There won't be anything but but uh, practice qualifying in the race, and uh, uh, it's going to be different. I I went to the one the first race Indy cars ran here at Texas Motor Speedway, and uh, it was something with with face masks and six foot you know you know away from everything it was it was totally different let me ask you one last question yeah do you think that roger penske was the right man to buy the speedway i mean you know he he's really appears to me to be uh appreciative of the tradition of course he's won there so many times and went there as a little boy like i did but you know you know do you think he was maybe the perfect person to buy it or is that just I pipe? I I do. No one else. You know, it's hard to, hard to say <clears throat> what might have happened had he not bought the speedway, or if anybody else bought the speedway under this uh, uh, this terrible time we're living under this pandemic. It's uh, you know, it's just uh, Roger is a very successful guy uh, in everything he does and and uh, you know all things considered he's probably the only guy that can could really pull it off so we'll and we'll see we're all going to be behind him with him and uh, do whatever it takes to, to help make him successful Johnny Rutherford thank you so much for coming on and um, I mean this was much more than than we bargained for. I almost got you for twice the amount of time, I thought. And uh, it's put us way behind on commercials, but who cares? I mean, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. Well, and, and stay safe and be careful going up there. 
I will. Thank you very much. Until clumsy to stumbling. Okay. He, he tripped over a flying carpet, I think. But anyway. Oh my. Well, whatever. Thank you very much. And um, you bet. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you very much. What a great interview. Let's take a break real quick because we're way behind. But boy, I tell you what, I didn't expect him expect him to go through the 1964 story. And there's it gets worse. I mean. I'll talk about it a little bit, but we're, we're now we're now we got to cram all this other stuff in there. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. There's no points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirits' tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirits carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirits apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirits, Reedville Road on Spartanburg's West Side, where customer service is the difference. Windows down or AC on. Either way, there's no better way to beat the heat than with ice cold favorites from McDonald's. Now get a large Minute Maid slushie for $2 in sweet flavors fruit punch, blue raspberry, or new pink lemonade. Or get a refreshingly bold McCafe ice coffee, any size for $1.69. To beat the heat, there's nothing sweeter than an icy treat. It's not just a drink, it's a McDonald's drink. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with an either offer or combo meal. Minute Maid is a registered trademark of the Coca-Cola Company. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, plant Seventy years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, plant Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a plant All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Mayhem is everywhere. I'm a gravel truck. I'm busy laying the foundation for your city's newest suburb. You're stuck behind me, and I'm about to make it rain. <laughs> Rocks. Now you're swerving, but there's no avoiding this downpour. Better watch out for that guardrail. So get Allstate, where agents help protect you from mayhem, like me. You're in good hands with Allstate agent Jack Mabry in Boiling Springs. Give him a call today, 253 253- Time one five five. Open Mike Daily is now in its second decade talking sports in Spartanburg. Hi, is anyone there? How do we explain our longevity? Clean living for one. Mm. A keen grasp of reality. Mm. We cover Spartanburg and Spartanburg County first. Weekday afternoons at three on Fox Sports fourteen hundred and ninety eight three FM. Okay, and we're back, and I tell you what, we may have to talk next week about the, the Rutherford interview because that was 
Much more than I expected, and I think he just set another record for the longest we ever kept anybody on. That was uh, 32 minutes. That's a good interview. And he only right gets there. 20. Yep. yep. All right, you go with what you got, and then I'm going to have to cut you off and do another station break and kind of try to get us on schedule. So oh. go ahead. All right. Cherokee Speedway last week. We had the Stick Elliott Memorial Race over there. First place in uh, Super Late Miles went to Ross Bales, local driver. Second place went to Chris Ferguson. Third place went to Michael Brown. Good showing for our hometown, I mean, home team boys over there. And the Thunder Bombers division. First place went to Ricky Bogan. Second place went to Steve Green. Third place went to Mark Towell. In the Super Sportsman division, first place went to Josh Wilkerson. Second place went to Justin Armour. Third place went to Wayne Curtis. In the Stock 4 division, first place went to the lady driver, Braden Pruitt. Second place went to Travis Mosley. Third place went to Tack Brown. And the Crusa, first place went to Damian Crump. Second place went to Hank Taylor. Third place went to Earl Petty. In Extreme Four, first place went to Jonathan Surratt. Second place went to Mason Mack. Third place went to Brooks Curley. In the 602 Open Wheel Modified, first place went to Jeremy Steele. Second place went to Greg Brown. Third place went to Jeff Robinson. Up at Carolina Speedway. Carolina Speedway's up next to Gastonia. They had the Lightning Late Models up there. First place went to Gary Puckett. Second place went to Jonathan Petrie. Third place went to Justin Norman. In the Pierce Street Division, first place went to Andrew Breaker. Second place went to Justin Wyatt. Third place went to Shorty Lacey. In the Pro 4 Division, first place went to Casey Towell. Second place went to Randy Powell Jr. Third place went to Mike Clark. In the Thunder Bomber Division, first place went to Benji Knight. Second place went to Daniel Massey. Third place went to Isaac Thomas. In the Super Sportsman Division, first place went to Cade Langley. Second place went to Luke Edison. Third place went to Bailey Lofton. In the Hornets Division, first place went to Josh Gibson. Second place went to Mike Stacy. Third place went to Andrew Byrne. In the Thunder Sportsman Division, first place went to Justin Fye. Second place went to Ronald Scully. Third place went to Lee Higgin. Okay. Harris Speedway last night. All I've got for Harris Speedway is their uh, division winners. Pierce Stott went to Nathan Showtime Pierce in the six-banger division. First place went to Tim Riddle. Thunder Bomber Futures, Danny Edmonds. Young Guns Division, Trent Blackwell. Renegade Stock 8, Josh Burgess. Thunder Bomber Division, Dwayne Worley. 602 Late Model, John Riccio Jr. again. And the front wheel drive, Randy Hill. Okay, they will be, there was no racing last night at Traverse Rest Speedway, and there will be no racing tonight at Cherokee Speedway. The only place you're going to have to go racing for local racing is going to be your Harris Speedway. Harrison located up in Harris, North Carolina. On the schedule for the night, they got the 602 Late Models, the Renegade Stock 8, and the Renegade Stock 8. Josh Burgess has been winning up there, so you got a $200 bounty on Josh Burgess in the Renegade Stock 8 Division. In the Crate Sportsman Division, you've got Thunder Bomber Division, Pure Stock, Front Wheel Drive, uh, Thunder Bomber Futures, and Young Guns. In Young Guns Division, Trent Blackwell's been doing good up there, so they have put a $200 bounty on Trent Blackwell. Uh-oh. Yep. Also... Since uh, Harris, I think, is the only place racing this weekend, they have actually put another $100 on first place in all divisions. So, uh, payroll's going to go up. So, you're going to get some more exciting racing up there. 
Uh, Mr. Wilson, I guess you're going to be headed to Harris tonight. No choice. No choice. It's going to be $30 to get in the pit gate. Pit gate will open at 4 o'clock. Uh, $15 to get in the stand. Stand gate will open at 5 o'clock. Uh, also, Cherokee Speedway, they've been putting new clay on this racetrack this week. Seen pictures of it. Uh, looking pretty good over there. Glad to see they doing a little bit of work on that racetrack. She's been kind of rough the last couple of weeks over there. So, uh, they decided to take the weekend off tonight and really work on that racetrack. With all the rains that we've been having coming through and stuff, uh, putting some new clay in, getting it worked in. Maybe they get back to racing next weekend. Maybe the 25T will, too. Yep. Uh, MMSA, that's the Monster Mini Stock Association. They are going to Winder Barrel Speedway. First time on the schedule up there. $1,200 to win. Braden Pruitt and all of them be headed up there at Wade. Jamie Madison uh, going to be a double points night up there. So uh, if you're running for the points division in MMSA, you will have to be headed up there. And this uh, race up there. You can go topless tonight. I beg your pardon? Topless. It means that you can take the roof off your race car and let the air go straight to the rear spoiler. Uh, now, will it make that much difference? Uh, sometimes it does. Need a little force on it. Okay. Uh, been a long time, but uh, also up there at that Winderbar Raceway, uh, they got $100 for the longest haul. <laughs> Have you ever heard of that? Before, no, no, but it makes sense. <laughs> And they got $100 for the fastest qualifier. Uh, next week, uh, Meridian, Mississippi. They got Why Not Raceway down there. They got a big Crucis Creek. That's a Creek Sportsman Division race down there. A lot of you teams are going to be headed down there. Uh, got a big Pure Stock Division race down there. Creek uh, Sportsman is going to be paying 5000 I think the Pure Stock is going to be running 4000 to win. Uh, one of our local older drivers. Billy Bishop, mm. the Night Stalker. What a famous name. What a famous name. He'll be headed down that way. Uh, Union, right? No, he's from up here. He's up here from uh, Lake Bowen. Okay. Uh, Union, you might be talking about Billy Scott. Well, I know he was from Union, but okay. All right. Billy Scott and Billy Bishop. Two all different kinds of right. people. Billy Bishop. All right. Yep. But I've heard the name. But uh, got, a, got a good uh, deal of... Uh, a friend that might know Billy Scott down there in Union. We might see if we can get him on this radio station. Get him on the radio show. Yeah. You're welcome. I told you, anytime you can get somebody, get them. Okay. Just let me know if you can. But, uh, Is that it? That's about it. All right. You know, if we take a break right now, we're only four minutes and 30 seconds behind schedule. So we're going to go straight to a break and come back and uh, wrap this thing up. You're listening to Start Your Engines. It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. 
Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? A plenty. 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? A plenty. Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a plenty? Call it. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Man, I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex Pre-Owned, because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but i got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex Pre-Owned. New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPreOwned.com. Impex Pre-Owned. Quality used cars made easy. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Lately, I've been eating one home-cooked meal after another. I'm talking million-dollar spaghetti, Mexican lasagna, chicken tetrazzini. I can't cook at all, and my wife's a great cook, but she has a full-time job. So neither of us have time to feed our three little ones a home-cooked meal. Many of you listening can relate one way or another. Who has the time? Mama Sue's does. That's right. Mama Sue's on East Henry Street in Spartanburg has homemade meals daily for you to pick up. Place an order online or stop in at Mama Sue's. Also check out their $5 lunch specials. Mama Sue's, open Monday through Friday, 10 to 6. When it's hot and it's hot, there's only one thing better than water, ice. And Spartanburg Water has twice the ice with 12 convenient ice houses located around the county. Twice the ice is affordable. Get a 10-pound bag for $1.25 or a 16-pound bag or 20-pound bulk for $1.75. Twice the ice is never touched by human hands, never stored in a warehouse, and uses local water. And it's available 24 hours a day using cash, credit, or debit card. To find the twice the ice location near you, visit SpartanburgWater.org slash ice. Suck. What if you're walking out to your car after work today and it's been mashed by a runaway garbage truck? Yep, State Farm has an agent for that. Having your own State Farm agent means having a real person there to help you when things go wrong. So when accidents happen, you've got someone you know who will be there when you need them. Cliff Gobert in Spartanburg is that State Farm agent. Cliff's got your back when things go wrong. Call Cliff Gobert on East Main Street today, 597-1200. That's 597-1200. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I've seen the bookmarks on your computer. Gmail, Google, where are we? Why are we not bookmark worthy? Go away. Don't talk to me. I hope your car radio explodes. Okay, I take it back. But please, bookmark SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. All right, and here we go with the last uh, 10 minutes on the button, so... Um, let's do our picks. And Ronnie has already called in. He wants Truex. He's going to ride that horse till it drops. And uh, we're going to give Lanny number two one more time. And uh, if he gets him after today, it'll be, uh, he'll deserve it. Yep. I'm going to take uh, Logano. I'm going to get off of Chase Elliott because he was hot about 10 races ago. I think he's cooled off. Yeah, we're going to give Greg the 18 car. Yeah, that give him a chance. That's and, uh, uh, Kyle Bush. 
Nelson likes that four car. Nelson didn't call in, but we're gonna give you we're gonna give you Kevin Harvick, Nelson. And Jada, she loves Denny Hamlin, so I'm gonna give her eleven and then I'm gonna ride that horse that I had last year. <laughs> Which one's that? Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, Jimmy's let's get Jimmy back in. Let's get him back in this points deal. Let's do and our point standings looking over there. I've got two wins. Allen's got two. Um Nelson. Nelson's got two. Jada's got two. Lanny's got one. Sweet. And uh Ronnie and Greg hadn't scratched yet. But uh, we got eight. nine nine wins this year out of these many races. So, we don't uh, usually do that good. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, somebody tried to call in, uh, or somebody did call in while we were talking to Johnny Rutherford. I wasn't about to answer the phone. I mean, I, I just, I couldn't. If, uh, uh, not when there's an interview going on, but uh, it's just bad timing. Whoever it was, uh, if, I doubt if it was Nelson because he doesn't usually call in that late. If it was somebody wanting to talk about the fairgrounds, give us a call early next week. Yep. But it uh, was just, it was a bad, bad timing. People got to understand that we've only got one phone here and you might push the wrong button. It might cut this fella off. If we had two different phones sitting in here to where you could actually do this deal, uh, it'd be, uh, it, we could get it. Or if it was a big time radio station, we had somebody doing that job on the other side of that glass right there <laughs> where we didn't have to, to, uh, to answer the calls. All right, let's run through some stuff here real quick. Um, uh, I want to go straight to the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship where uh, they ran Elkhart Lake last weekend and it turned into a downpour. And if I got it straight right before it started raining, because like I said, I went back and looked at the replay. Something came up and I had to walk away from it. But um, it looked like to me that uh, your brother's car, the Wheeling number 31, the engine, Wheeling Engineering Cadillac with Felipe Nasser and Deepo, uh, Pipo Durrani, I think they came in for wet tires right when it started raining. And uh, nobody else did, and it put them back. I, I don't even think they were showing up, you know, in the top six or seven there. Um, and then uh, the car started sliding off the track and uh, in all classes, and uh, it ended up, that they finished third. They had a real good finish out of it. So the uh, results last week was Helio Castroneves won the race in, um, in an Acura. The um, a Cadillac was second with uh, Ryan Briscoe and uh, Ringer van der Zandy. And then your brother's car was third. Like I said, with uh, Nasser and Durrani. Barbosa and Bourdais were fourth. Um, and I think that was another, yep, in another Cadillac. And uh, Bomarito and Harry Tinkle were uh, fifth in a Mazda. So um, it was a good day for your brother. And the point standings over there, they moved up a little bit. Of course, uh, Nasser won't be quite as high because he missed the race with the coronavirus. But uh, Ryan Briscoe is leading. Van der Zandy is second. Barbosa is third. Bourdais is fourth. Tristan Nunez is fifth. Oliver Jarvis is sixth. And Pipo Durrani is seventh. So he has moved up a little bit in that, those standings. Um, so they are going to be... Oh, I got to mention this. You know, last week uh, or the week before, we were talking about how I'd love to see them at Road Atlanta. Well, guess what? Uh, they run in Virginia International Raceway on the 23rd. That's the same day as the Indy 500. But... Uh, They've added another road Atlanta on September the 6th. And then they go to mid-Ohio on the 27th. And then they're at the Roval 
That's been added on October the 10th. And then the next week, they're back at Road Atlanta. So there's three pretty decent chances to see those guys. And Charlotte's a, that's a right up the road here. Yeah. 30 minutes if you got a fast car. So, uh, so we got, and then, of course, they're going to end up the season on uh, November the 14th at Sebring for 12 hours that, you know, is the big traditional race. So since the last time we went over to the WeatherTech schedule, they've added two races, and they're right here in our, kind of in our backyard. So that's a great thing. And I also had my note here at the top of this page about the chicane they added at Daytona, which I don't like. Indy cars are off until the 500, and we'll talk about that in detail later. Uh, Formula One, Lewis Hamilton won his third in a row last week at Silverstone. They're back at Silverstone tomorrow. Uh, Lewis Hamilton won that race last Sunday, despite the fact that he had a flat. You don't usually win a race uh, like that and come in and... uh, uh, luckily, he didn't have to limp around too far at that track, so um, he still managed to win. So Mercedes is sweeping everything, and the point standings. It's, uh, I mean, he's got a huge lead. So uh, we won't even uh, we won't even bother too much. Hamilton Verstappen. Oh, that's the race finish. The points is over here, but uh, suffice it to say, Lewis Hamilton is way out front. Yeah, he's got a he's got a thirty point lead over his teammate. So that's a runaway for the um, Mercedes team. Um, last week they had the double header for the ARCA cars. And I uh, mentioned last week that Sam Mayer won the Friday night race. He had never won a race before. Well, he turned right around and won the Sunday race. Uh, or I'm, I'm sorry, the Saturday race. Uh, also at Toledo. And then they're going to run today, if you got MAV TV, they're running at 1 o'clock at Michigan. So the Arca boys are in action. We won't even get into the point standings right now. And the TV, um, today, it's not too much going on. The Xfinity cars are racing at noon at Road America. Pre-race show at 11.30. So uh, good track for Jeremy. We need that one. And, um, of course, at 4, <coughs> excuse me, 4 o'clock today, at Michigan is the Cup Cars on NBCSN. And then tomorrow, the Formula One race on Sunday morning at its usual time. That's at Silverstone in England. Is at 9.05 on ESPN. Um, and uh, actually, what I'm looking at here, Arca must be running a doubleheader. Is that right? Let's see. Um it's not showing, and it doesn't say that's a replay, but they got another ARCA race here at uh, 1 to 3 at Michigan tomorrow. I don't know if that's correct or not, but the Cup guys go at 4.30. I know that's at uh, the second part of the doubleheader for um, the uh, Cup cars, and that's on NBCSN as well. So, so, our, uh, so our picks will go for twice. Our picks go for twice. That's yeah. right. So uh, Johnson can make me... Two more wins. <laughs> <laughs> he could use them too because he, he that jump him way up in the standings. But uh, okay, we got two couple of minutes to go here. You're uh, taking another weekend off and uh, taking the weekend off uh, of racing. Take, well, they are not running us at Harris, so uh, we're gonna have to take another weekend off here, and uh, they're gonna get the track straightened back out over at Cherokee Speedway and uh, get back over there, go, get back to racing. Plus, kind of, kind of don't mind it getting a. Getting a place down there on Lake Greenwood straightened out. So, uh, fixing to head that way right here now in about 
15 minutes. All right. Well, be careful going down the road and uh, say hello to everybody down there. And uh, um, Natalie uh, won't be coming to Ab- uh, Applebee's today, so you don't have to get our table ready. I don't have to rush that in. Uh, what if I fill in for Greg? Well, I'm. You, let's go then, <laughs> Natalie. We've had a change of plans. No, uh, we've um, uh, actually. There's supposed to be something going on. I wasn't going to mention it. But there's supposed yeah. to be something going on up at James Hilton's shop, like giving, selling, or the last few things maybe that he's got. And I was just going to run up there and, and see what that looked like. Uh, but I'm going to go home first and start my recorder, uh, so I get the Xfinity race. And then I'll head on up there. Then I got two yards to cut, and hopefully the weather will stay good. And since uh, my wife left her phone at home, so I had to take it to Pauline to her at 7 o'clock this morning and jipped me out of my last two hours of sleep. So I've assured her we will be going to the fish camp tonight to make up for my uh, loss of sleep. <laughs> since I didn't go to bed till 3 o'clock, I didn't get much. But this was a great show, and I can't wait to hear it again. You got 20 seconds. Uh you see, get up there at Hilton. You see one of them old white bell helmets. Go ahead and buy it from me. I bet I'm pretty sure all the good stuff is gone. But anyway, we'll find out about that. But thank you for listening. Uh, I thought it was a great show. Ronnie, get well and get back in, or, or get back in here to see us. He is well. Um, Greg, you get back in here as soon as possible too. Stay off that hip and try to try to stay upright as long as possible. And. Uh, Until next week, keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. The home of the South Carolina Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. This is all I can hold up. Now on FM at 98.3.